0: This episode of the Cinema Crew is brought to you by the Simply Energy Gold Class Plus Energy Deal. But more on that a little later. It's Will Smith versus Will Smith in Gemini, man. Everything that we've worked for is at stake. We don't have anyone who can take out
1: Henry Bro. Gemini will handle this.
2: Who are you? I don't want to shoot you. Bye. And if I shoot you.
0: And J.Lo is back in the crime thriller Hustler.
2: Front hook. Ankle hook. Knee hook. From here you can do the carousel.
1: Just switch and wrap.
0: 40%
1: is 160. We didn't do anything wrong. You know, Tony wouldn't let this happen. I'm going to text him. Who gave her her phone back?
0: That's This Week on the Cinema Crew, brought to you by Simply Energy. Hello, welcome to The Cinema Crew, the podcast that talks new movies every week. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me, as always, is Vary McIntyre. Hello. And Dan Miranda. Hello. Now, your chance to win a gold-class double pass, thanks to Simply Energy, coming up just a little later on. But first...
1: I think I know why he's as good as you. He is you. Me.
2: We have to end this right now. You have all of his gifts without his name. This thing
1: that you're struggling with, it's fear. Embrace it and then overcome it.
0: Of all the people in the world to come after me, why would he send you? Will Smith is one of the most charismatic and popular actors working today. You'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that can match his level of watchability and talent. Well, filmmaker Ang Lee seems to think that you can never have too much of a good thing because in his new movie, Gemini Man, there's not just one, but two Will Smiths. Dan, what the hell do I mean by that?
2: Uh, You mean, uh, do I I say the C word? Clone. (laughs) Clone. now, this film is about a retired army sniper and it turns out that he actually cannot retire and uh, something happens which causes him to get out of retirement and buy some bad guys.
0: Yeah. All uh, the while being hunted.
2: By a clone. By a clone of, of him. himself. Without giving away too much of the plot, he does meet other people along the way and they become targets and because of that he does have to go underground theoretically. Ends up in Budapest where he comes face to face with himself. <laughs> and what a had, metaphor what a metaphor <laughs> um, well uh, there are so many metaphors throughout this oh, whole yeah. film and some of like, them good some of them not some of them we'll get get
0: good them like that one.
2: <laughs> one that I actually did like was the theme of reflection and mirrors because uh, I didn't like that you didn't like that <laughs> oh well I liked it because uh, maybe the way we actually viewed the film was in 3D yes and so because of that everything really did stand out and we also watched it in a very high frame rate yep. so everything seemed almost video gamey. So um, it is, Mm. you know, there are pros and cons to both of that for Mm. this film. But I actually like the way that things would come out at you and sometimes you'd see the camera filming a reflection off some water and the action would be playing off that. So um, I think that really worked in the incredible action scenes for this film.
0: Yeah, it is one of the rare films in the last, I don't know, eight years or so that have actually used 3D in like an interesting the way 3D is meant Mm. to be used kind of way.
1: But not in a, we're using 3D so we'll just throw things at the screen to make you feel like they're coming towards you. Yeah,
0: no one's like, whoa, it's coming to the screen or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I think we were saying that it should have lent into the action more. Mm -hmm. This is an action adventure story and it's got that emotional arc of having someone, uh, yeah, come face to face with a clone and the sort of morality of Mm. like. Yeah, cloning people and stuff. They don't really go into that too much. Mm. They don't really go into the action sequences too much. It is funny. There are some jokes. Yeah. But it's not a comedy as such. So it just picks at all these different themes, and I think it really should have, like, lent into one or the other Mm. because where it really shone, especially with the 3D and the high frame rate, is those action sequences. Uh, And with Ang Lee at the helm – you know it's going to be great. Well, so we've got some like motorbike scene chases and things like that and that was really great. That made it feel like it was a first-person shooter video game.
0: Yeah. Mm. This is what's really hard to nail down about Ang Lee is he doesn't really make the same kind of movie twice. Like this is about as far removed as Life of Pi as you can get, which mm. itself was about as far removed uh, from Brokeback Mountain as mm. you can get. So like the, and then the, which is far removed from The Hulk. like. <laughs> None of his movies really seem the same, but every time he does something like action, this is like a Mission Impossible style action at mm. times, which he hasn't really done before, but he does it really well. And you're right, there's the standout scenes, specifically the motorbike chase, right about the middle of the film, mm. is a real well choreographed way, well, really yeah. well filmed action set piece.
2: I just want to say that, The stunt work in this film is something that actually stood out as much as the visuals because some of the, like in that particular motorbike scene, the stuff that would have been called upon for those stunt workers to do was mind boggling. Mind boggling. You see a man
0: beat another man up with a motorbike. (laughs) With the
1: motorbike.
0: With the motorbike. So I I will say this uh, one of my slight pet peeves with specifically, I guess, modern action films is a trait to use CGI. Uh, doubles, yeah, uh, and there is a little bit of that in the scene, and they do look a little bit rubbery, like the physics or something is slightly off, and mm. they, they flip a million times and then get up again. <laughs> it's sparing, which is good, mm. but it is something that I think is the difference between this motorbike chase and the motorbike chase in Mission Impossible Fallout, which are uh, you, I think, comparable. Though I think the one in Fallout is just a s- little bit better because they did it slightly more practical with less of the CGI body double.
1: Who are you?
2: He's your clone.
0: What the hell is all of this? Gemini.
2: I'm just a, I it. He knows
0: too much, Junior. I, I, I it. He has to die. What else is Gemini hiding?
2: He's just the beginning.
0: This perfect version of you. You had your time. So, as we talked about in the beginning, there's not just one Will Smith, but two. The second Will Smith might surprise people because he's about 23, 24 years old and completely CGI. What
1: did you think of the young Will Smith? For me personally, I thought the younger Will Smith would have been actually played by Will Smith Mm -hmm. and they probably just got him to do the same, same scene twice or something. And then as I know the quote unquote de-aging technology that has been used quite a bit in the, in movies was applied to that. and then. Other people were like, "No, I could definitely tell it was an entirely three D model yeah. person."
0: Yeah, yeah. So he he did motion capture later on uh, for that character, not dissimilar to Alita. but like uh, she mm. was completely CGI in that movie as well. Yeah. He, and I don't I don't know what it is, and I think I was saying last night that it maybe it's just something in in the human brain a little bit because it, like the textures are perfect. It is mm. completely photorealistic, but I can tell, and I don't know yeah. why I can tell, but I can tell that it's like. There's like no mass there, or something. There's something about a CGI person that I, to be fair, I actually felt less with a leader than
1: because uh, she was a robot body. Yeah.
0: yeah, then maybe that's and it. Maybe she, she, she looked less eyes. human, so it kind of like yeah. you, you adapted to it. But because it's so close, it's called the uncanny valley, mm. which they say yeah. that you know if things are really cartoony, you'll accept them. If they're completely real, you accept them. But there's that dip mm. just mm. before where it's it's almost there and it's not quite, and it's the uncanny valley. And it did slip into that albeit scene to scene. Some scenes I'm like, he looks perfect. And the then, and then ones. And then, and then, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But then the camera angle will just change and I'm like, no, nah, it's lost. I lost it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because the scenes where they are fighting and there's quite a few of those ones, it looks so realistic and I – Yeah, I guess my brain just went with it and I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I know it's Mm. not actually going to be Will Smith punching himself. That's got to be a stunt double or whatever. Like if it's a 3D model, I didn't pick up on it because Mm. my brain was just like, yeah, it's something different. Um, And he is supposed to be the younger Will Smith version is supposed to be more of like a super soldier. So uh, it did get away a bit with those sort of unrealistic flips and parkour that he does. There were some scenes where I could see that the body wasn't moving exactly right and they've probably used a harness just, you know, CG died Mm. out the the little strings Mm. because the hips are completely in place (laughs) as they flip. But I'm like, yeah, it's humanly impossible and they're trying to make something realistic. So I'll go with it.
2: I felt considering even though we all – intellectually knew it wasn't a real person even though some of the emotional uh, moments in the film they really did a good job at like making him have those very subtle eye movements that Mm. you would probably feel when you're what when you're having those when you're feeling a certain way like despair or hopelessness and I felt with Junior who is the Will Smith clone um, younger version my brain just knew it wasn't real so it was like you have to either really just let it go, or you won't. Yeah, enjoy yeah exactly.
0: It. And I don't think it's distracting or in like. it's no. easy to accept, but uh, and you and I, I think, in the same boat where we can't even point put our finger on why. There's just something. Mm. <laughs> so another aspect of this film is it's actually being presented in a couple of different ways. You got two D, you got three D. That's a kind of standard, but it's also got regular frame rate, which for those not you know technically uh, sufficient in cinema projection, and I imagine that's a lot of people. Things are normally 24 frames a second. That's just the film standard. But Ang Lee, for the last couple of films has been experimenting with high frame rate. Got popularized with the Hobbit films being mm. at a higher frame rate a couple of years ago, but Ang Lee's actually been doing it for a while. Okay. Uh, so this we saw in 60 frames a second, which some people find a little bit jarring because it means there's no motion blow. There's so many frames a second that things don't really blow. And I think that sometimes even that shows imperfections like where where smoothing and blurring might mm. might hide them and to put a CGI model in 60 frames a second is is really gutsy to do it's putting it under <laughs> a microscope you've, yeah yeah you've got mm. nothing to hide it behind i so i i used to be a film projection so i'm used to 24 frames so much that 60 frames a second seems a little bit weird to me mm. uh but most sports and video games are 60 frames a second so a lot of people i think I'm very used to it. How did you find it?
2: I felt like I was watching, someone said, a soap opera. Right. I, I feel like <laughs> some television, yes. less less these days but more in, say, the 2000s or 90s even, you know the the look of a TV show and you know the look of a movie, whereas yeah. I feel like the movie has that grainy look. This has a more clear look, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I don't know what it is but I've just known it my entire life and I feel this leans. It's frame rates, yeah. It's frame rates. Yeah. So this is TV movie frame rate <laughs> or something. Yeah, I think you're right that it just moves so smoothly that mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't feel like a film potentially.
1: It stood out to me in those fight scenes where a lot of films will, as we've said in the past, low budget or they don't have good actors or yeah. stunt doubles will cut away and make it so blurry that you have <laughs> no idea what's going on. Mm. That is really frustrating sometimes because I want to know what's going on. It's like, mm-hmm. what was it? The fifth Transformer movie It's just a blur of robots. Like mm-hmm. nobody knows who's what, but this one, there's a particular scene where the two Will Smiths are fighting and it was so clean, yeah. but the fighting was so well choreographed and nothing cut away and you could see and feel and hear the punches. Yeah. And that really did it for me. So I and that.
0: The way that I explained it to people with frame rates is if you were to stick your hand in front of your face and you shake it up and down really quickly to your eye, that's going to blur because mm. uh, the the eye sees at roughly-ish uh, 40 frames a second. And with 60 frames a second, because you're not getting that blow, you're right, all the little actions and details mm. you can see. And I think uh, Ang Lee's whole thing is um, close-ups with emotion. He says you see a lot of little traits in people's faces and stuff that you might miss in 24 frames. Yeah. And I think that it works in some scenes and some aspects and then other scenes and other aspects, you're right, it makes it feel like digital video or it makes mm. it feel like a soap opera or something as well where it's like it's not quite – the balance isn't quite there yet between Mm. what does work and what doesn't work. True. So we've talked a lot about Will Smith. I want to talk just briefly about some of the other supporting characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. We've got Benedict Wong, who steals the show a little bit, Mm. and uh, Clive Owen. Now, (laughs) Clive Owen, I do think he's a great actor, (laughs) but I don't think he – Two things. I don't think he can do an American accent particularly well. Yeah, he does um, a lot of those. But this this broad like mustache twirling villain, yes. I think, isn't really like where he is strongest. He's really strongest in movies like Closer, where he's like this kind of like he's a complex guy and he like, he does a lot you know behind the eyes. This is a pretty thankless villain role, I would say, yeah. and I, it's almost kind of like he was wasted in it a little mm. bit as well.
2: So who do you think should see Gemini Man? Anyone who's an action fan, although there isn't. A ton of action, like I was, I'm not much of an action fan, but I was craving more of that because it looks so great yeah, on the yeah. big screen. Because what there
0: is is real good, yeah.
2: Correct, and I think anyone who loves an action film will love this film. And there will be touches of, so I think it'll be a good date movie because there there are some potentially romantic moments. Um, I won't say who or what or what with, but um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it kept me entertained for the whole film. While it might have been generic and middle of the road, like maybe plot wise, it was the 3D aspect of it. I didn't used to like watching 3D movies because it would make my eyes hurt. Maybe it is with the better frame rate that it doesn't make it sore for me to watch. So I think, yeah, the technology is getting better. And if you're interested in that sort of stuff as well, just to see how they're doing it.
0: also still in cinemas
2: Joker.
1: Joaquin Phoenix does a beautiful performance of the dark, gritty Joker movie.
2: And Ride Like a Girl, Michelle Payne's true story.
0: Yes, you can hear about both of those films and, in fact, everything that's still in cinemas right now in our back catalogue, which you can access from whichever podcast app you'd like.
1: When I was a kid, I always wanted
0: to work with animals. I
2: was close. <laughs> These
0: Wall Street guys, they stole from everybody. I got a... And not one I want of them went to
2: jail. You want them drunk enough to get their credit card, but sober enough to sign a check. What if somebody calls the cops and says, "What? I spent five thousand dollars
1: at a strip club. Send help." <laughs> I was born to flag. Yes. And when would you say so that things name. got out of control? Please, no.
0: Long-time listeners of this show would know that I love movies about heists, crimes, con men and grifters. And an all-female cast is always something that spikes my interest in a project. However, the last movie that fit this bill, Oceans 8, left me a little
1: bit wanting. Is Hustlers going to be the movie that fills that void? Oh, I think you're going to really like this one. Yeah. It is quite different from Oceans 8, so it's not that type of building up to one big crime at the end type of adventure. This is... Real. This is actually people's lives. Uh, it was based on a New York Times article that was released in 2017, and that article itself is quite long and detailed. I felt like it was actually just the film script. Did you read it? Um, I tried, and I
2: realised <laughs> how much was left.
1: Yeah, and I was reading it, and I was like, oh yeah, they did a really good job at getting all of this into the film. So I think in that way it, w- it was quite realistic. Yeah, um, and some really the interesting
0: films have been made by these New York Times articles that go, like Argo mm. is the, the exact same thing, mm. a New York Times article that was so in-depth that they're like, that's a movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this is based on two women, Destiny and Ramona and their exotic dances at a club And after the global financial crisis of 2008, weren't able to make a lot of money. So they started a new side job, a hustle. (laughs) Uh, They call it um, fishing where they will get men into the club by promising them dancing and drinking and having a good night. And then they actually started drugging them. And taken them for all they've got basically. So they were awake enough to know what they were sort of doing and then they would sort of grab the credit cards and run up a bill Mm – and get money,
0: yeah. Famously, uh, a couple months ago, uh, the thing, the very thing that Cardi B was accused of having done in yes. her life, who appears in this movie?
1: Yeah, so Cardi B was a dancer as well, and like right before she got famous for uh, and what she's doing now. So she was a consultant on the film. J Lo really wanted her input, so she came on set and helped out. She got a little bit part in there. She's really good.
0: Yeah, nice. So this, a lot of the talk about this has been that Jennifer Lopez—it's like a career best performance. Mm. What do you think about her in the lead role?
2: Oh, she's definitely been doing some sit-ups and <laughs> you know some weightlifting yes. because yeah. her body is like what I imagine many people would think a twenty-year-old would have.
1: I mean, it already was.
2: It's incredible. <laughs> like yeah. she, her opening scene is ab- absolutely. Jaw dropping. I
1: did not recognize her. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, what is it I'm about
2: going-
0: her performance that you think people are so obsessed with? Is it so different than what she normally is or is it that she's so authentically her that it's I connected? think it's
2: an authenticity thing. Mm. I think this is her world. This is what she's used to. So you
0: really are seeing Jenny from the block. I
2: think we are. <laughs> Definitely. And even the character that she's portraying, I believe, is, you know, from that world as well. So they're sisters in arms.
1: Yeah, it's so similar to Wolf of Wall Street that got so many accolades and Leonardo DiCaprio got so many nominations (laughs) for awards. And this is exactly like a flip side Mm -hmm. from a female perspective, because this club that The women working it frequented mostly by Wall Street people. So we definitely empathise with the characters Uh, that these are guys who make billions of dollars probably not in the best way and they're all married but they all come to these clubs and spend a lot of cash, take a lot of drugs. So the girls are just exploiting that sort of option.
0: And it's interesting you make that comparison because the early buzz is at the moment is that Jennifer Lopez might be – like an awards contender come end of year, because this is the kind of yeah. performance where, I, I mean, I guess a bit like Leah, where like they're mm. past middle age, and a lot of time in Hollywood, people write people off, but they come back with this mm. performance. It is like them at their peak.
1: Yeah, because they're actors, not pieces of meat. And yeah, that's exactly, exactly <laughs> what this film is about. Mm. These women treated this exactly like a job, and we see them as humans. Um, they all have flaws, they're all very nuanced, and we get a very empathetic viewpoint. From it, So we talked a lot about
0: uh, Jennifer Lopez and a little bit about Cardi B, but this has a pretty great cast. Mm-hmm. How did you find all the supporting characters?
2: Constance Wu plays Destiny. Mm-hmm. The uh, main character. The main yeah. character. From Crazy
0: Rich Asians, in case people don't recognise her. Correct. Name, yeah. yeah, I didn't
2: either. And Just Off the Boat, I believe was her yes, first yeah, yeah, Off the Boat, yeah. And she certainly has quite a extreme range, more so than she did in Crazy Rich Asians, yeah. obviously. And it was the first time I actually like thought, oh, hang on, this actress has chops because Mm. she didn't get to portray that in the last film she did. So I was really like blown away by her performance.
1: Yeah. Her character goes on this uh, huge journey. So her character arc is quite fully realized. You go from like seeing her as a newcomer to the club and it's J-Lo's character that takes her under her wing and teaches her like pole work and and everything she knows. Um, So she goes on this this journey, I think, more than the other characters.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like she's quite the audience surrogate as well because yeah. well, it's yeah. like you going into the movie not knowing anything about this world, nor does she as so yeah. as she learns. We live learn.
2: vicariously
1: through mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. in this Yeah. Film. What's interesting about this film as well is they've got a little bit of like cutscenes to in the future and it's Julia Stiles who plays mm-hmm. the character of the reporter who wrote the New York Times article.
0: Save The Last Dancer's own Julia Styles. <laughs> <laughs> ten, ten things ten I like thing <laughs> had about, yeah. 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 I like to go dead cut. Oh, okay. <laughs> so who do you think should see Hustlers?
2: This film is being celebrated with flicks with the chicks for village cinemas, so I think the demographic for this film is definitely going to be females of a certain age. I wouldn't take your kids to this film. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's going to be a great girls' night out and you'll have a good time.
1: Yeah, I think it would appeal to a wider audience and not maybe just because of the dancing and the skimpy outfits. Um, it goes a lot deeper than that. It might set it up as, like, something that might be a male-oriented and then goes into more of the the female friendship of the two main characters. So there's yeah. more of an emotional plot line to the story and that's what really stands out and so if you like any sort of thriller or these crime dramas with a bit of humor and you know i do (laughs) now if you
0: are interested at flicks with the chicks it actually has its own instagram page now
1: yeah it's a great place to celebrate women in film
0: on instagram at flicks with the chicks go ahead and give it a follow Now, your chance to win a Gold Class Double Pass thanks to Simply Energy and the Simply Gold Class Plus Energy deal. Simply head to the Village Cinema's Facebook or Instagram page, look for the Cinema Crew post, and answer the
2: question... Which celebrity would you like to clone?
0: Yes, simply leave your answer with the hashtag thecinemacrew for your chance to win. Next week, Angelina Jolie returns as Maleficent. The team is back together after 10 years in Zombieland Double Tap and Renee Zellweger in a career best in Judy. But until then, thank you, Varen.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you, Dan. Thanks. My name is Cambo, and this is The Cinema Crew, the Village
1: Cinemas, brought to you by Simply Energy.